making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at lidos.com slash phx2. That's l-e-i-d-o-s dot com slash phx2. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Truth to Power show, and I am Beverly D. And tonight I have Robert X on. And Robert, for those of you who are familiar with Robert X, you know that he comes with a lot of information. And so tonight he's going to talk about this political uh, election that we just had. And he did a forum a couple of weeks ago, and his forum was called The Bullets, Bombs, Ballots, and the Bullshit. And so tonight he's going to uh, give us the information that he did at the forum. Let me pull Brother X up. Robert X, are you there? Yes, I am. Hotep, sister. How are you? Hotep, good. It's good to have you back on the show. Well, well, it's good to be back, sister. You might want to know that people have been calling me from all over the country wondering where you were when you were (laughs) on your little hiatus. Well, you know, I, I lost my husband, so that that's what's going on with me then. Yeah, well, you know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, I think you should yeah, have taken so. some time off. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm back and fighting this fight and seeing what's going on here. That's right, that's now, right. Now, t- tell us, uh, you know, this, this election we just had, some people don't know what happened. Uh, don't have a clue what's going on. Some people looking at it like it's a shell game. You know, it's it's just so much going on. So you, the person, I know you can cycle through this and kind of break it down to us what is going on. Well, you know, sister, most of the time I like to let the research speak uh, because what I think, you know, we engage and I think, I think just a little bit too much. And I think that Sometimes when you research things, you get a a little bit more clarity in terms of what's going on. And so while some people were calling the the Tea Parties uh, a bunch of racist white people and that it was primarily Republican saying, uh, I'm listening to a lot of this alternative white media, and 
uh, monitoring the various websites, and I'm seeing something totally different. Uh, what I saw was a total dissatisfaction with Barack Obama and the status quo, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, where you saw Democrats leaving the Democratic Party and going with the Republicans uh, to, in fact, remove Republicans from office first. And that should have been the indicator. Uh, When the white boy got elected in Massachusetts, uh, where he took Kennedy's seat, that should have been a barometer for everybody to just say, whoa. But somehow uh, people listen to the media, which is 95% controlled, absolutely, all of it, entertainment, news, your weather, all controlled by Jews, and the other 5% is managed by them. You can do a Google search on that, and you'll find that out to be the case. Uh, But the media was saying one thing, while the alternative media, which is a little bit more accurate, was saying something totally different. So we told people, of course, nobody didn't want to listen, that this thing was much larger than what you think, and that uh, if Barack Obama lives his four years out, and I'm still not convinced that he's going to make it out of these four years. I've said that from day one, as you might recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got articles now which points to the fact that they've amounted more than one coup attempt against him. That's why McChrystal was moved, removed from, from uh, his uh, position as the head of the forces uh, in Afghanistan. And they were pointing the finger at the guy who's running Afghanistan now, uh, but he wasn't the one. It was McChrystal. Uh, McChrystal is part of a, a neocon effort inside the military and the Pentagon uh, that's very right-wing in nature. Uh, they're called dominionists. Dominionists. You can Google that term, like dominion. Uh, they're dominionists, and, and they line themselves with these Christian Democrats. In many cases, they're one and the same. And they serve the interests of that Israeli thing as well. Now, within all that, you've got other forces in the National Security Agency and the CIA and the other intelligence apparatus that are fighting against uh, this Jewish takeover of the entire world. And make no mistake about it, sister, this is a Jewish takeover uh, of the entire white world uh, by these Zionists, and they're on it. For instance, as we go along, I'm going to give out some information on the fact that Nicolas Sarkozy of France, the president of France, is a Jew. He's a Zionist, and he worked for Mossad, Israeli intelligence. And the new, newly elected president of Britain, or yeah, the prime minister of Britain, uh, James Cameron, uh, James Cameron, James Campbell, he too is Jewish. And his grandfather set up the banking system in China uh, whereby they began to launder the m- money from the heroin flow uh, back at the turn of the last century. Uh, that banking system is still out here today. And, of course, uh, we pointed out since Barack Obama has been in office, and before that, for that matter, uh, that this entire government is controlled uh, by Zionist Jews. And that's why Barack Obama put all them Zionist Jews around him to serve as a shield against them. But what he didn't understand was their commitment to each other and their thing far exceeds uh, him and his thing. So they set him up, and then he ran away from around him. Uh, as you noticed, all the so-called Zionist Jews, from Rahm Emanuel to Peter Orzog right. to Larry Summers, 
all Zionist Jews all running away from Obama, and I've got information that said they probably didn't want no blood to be spattered on them, so they got out the way before he got a bullet. But that Tea Party thing is much more uh, than what we've been told. And what they're going to run into, uh, and I've already predicted this, is they're going to run into that Zionist thing as well. These white people are nationalists. That's the other part of the flyer that I had pointed out, the rise of white nationalism and the black response. And if you look around the European world, you can see, uh, based on this Jewish agenda, which is anti-people, because they consider people goyim and only here on the planet to serve them, uh, that they, in fact, have no respect for anybody uh, that ain't one of them. And they'll neutralize and bomb and kill and do whatever they have to do to put their thing in place. And this is what's going on now, where that Tea Party is going to run headlong into that thing, and it's going to be bloody uh, when the dust finally settles. Because that white nationalist is, is every bit in love with his nationalism as the Jewish Zionists are with theirs. Mm. So uh, this, this, what people are talking about, the New World Order and the, the Rockefellers and all of them, they're not in the equation. This is some. This is a whole. This is the Jewish group. You're saying that's doing this uh, one world. Seem like the whole world is merging and they're no, taking no, no. over. No, no, no. We we still talking the same groups to some in some respects. A Rockefeller okay. controls the political establishment for the most part in terms of Democratic Party uh, and some Republicans in this country. Okay, uh, but he's fighting against uh, Rothschilds, which is Goldman Sachs. Zionist, okay? The Goldman Sachs is aligned with the Zionists. It was it was uh, Rothschilds who, in fact, financed uh, the movement of the Jews from Europe uh, during World War II and before uh, to the, what we know as Israel, uh, where the state of Israel, the layer state of Israel, uh, was supposed to be put in place based on the Balfour Agreement or the Balfour Declaration. Uh, that was the Rothschilds inspired a move. They financed that whole effort. Uh, so that uh, it's really interesting because when you go back and you look historically, let's take Rahm Emanuel, for instance. His father fought for a terrorist organization called Ergun. Ergun was the early Jewish, uh, let's call them settlers, into that area, in what they call Is It Real? Uh, but they were allowed to go there based on agreements uh, made with Adolf Hitler, okay? That these people made agreements with Adolf Hitler and was fighting on the side of Hitler during World War II. So these people, their mindset is Nazism. And that's why Zionism sounds so much like Nazism because it's one and the same thing. And so let's be clear. When we talk about the Zionist movement and how bloodthirsty they are, uh, we're talking about that old Nazi party. That's what we're talking about here. And they're all over the place. They, again, there's no area in this country, I'm talking about in terms of education, uh, mm-hmm. media, they control the telecommunications industry, uh, that these people don't control now. Uh, and it's going to take a monumental effort uh, to expose these people and remove them uh, to let people know just how dangerous they really are. Uh, this is not a joke. Uh, I'm going to give you articles which point to the fact that you got people in CIA that are scared to death because everything that they say is monitored by Israel. Sister, you had all those bombings 
let me give your your listeners just another real good idea of what I'm talking about here. Abdul Matalab, the so-called box Obama, uh, nothing but a Mossad agent, okay, worked for Israeli intelligence, uh, came out of Nigeria. His father runs the central bank in Nigeria, okay? That's like the Federal Reserve of Nigeria. But he's also being kept in place based on uh, him being the prime arms procure for Nigeria from Israel. And Israel is training the Nigerian intelligence community. You follow what I'm saying? Right. Uh-huh. So he, he, he was one of the patsies. Uh, you had the Gulf Oil, Gulf Oil, the Gulf uh, catastrophe, the catastrophe there in the Gulf a few months ago. Uh, Goldman Sachs shorted, sold their stock in that particular area just before the thing happened, okay, like a day or two before it happened. Uh, you had the New York Box Obama, who just happened to work for Goldman Sachs the New York boxer bomber, the New York's, the Times Square bomber. He just happened to work for Goldman Sachs, okay? What I'm, what I'm showing you is all of these people are agents of Mossad. Almost all of the people you see being spoken to or spoken of uh, as terrorists, uh, all are Mossad agents. And I'm, we're going to document these things so that people can go and get the information themselves. In many cases, in one case, you have one of the guys, uh, his name is Adam Gadan, okay, as a Muslim, but his, his original name is Adam Perlman. His grandfather sat on the board of the Anti-Defamation League in California. But yet he's a terrorist spokesman. There are others, again, Abdul Matalib, the Times Square bomber, even Al, uh, Anwar Al-Awaki, uh, he's from Denver, Colorado, in this country. Now, he's not a Jew, but they say he's been the inspiration for all of these guys, including the Fort Hood uh, so-called uh, murderer uh, who killed all those soldiers at Fort Hood. That was just right. last year. Mm-hmm. All of these things, if you notice, just are being swept up under the rug. And that's because 99% of them are being controlled by or a part of them and operated by Isra- the Israeli Mossad. And why we don't hear none of this on the uh, local news? I mean, because know, they control like the media. NBC and CNN and Fox and all of those, you know? What? It's now, interesting. I heard an uh, interview for one of the uh, men that formed the Tea Party, and he expressed that his... Are you still there? Can you hear me? Are, yeah, Hello? I can hear you. Yeah, okay. I'm back. And, and mm-hmm. so he said that uh, the Tea Party was taken over by the Republican Party because their focus was on the central bank, the Federal Reserve. He said that a lot of the people that's in the Tea Party is is not the original people. Those are the people that had that came in and took over the Tea Party. That's partially true. Uh, they sent, okay. if you noticed, after the election, uh, the Tea Party was seen for what it was and began to grow extremely quickly. No. 
no alternative movement starts that quick unless it's fueled by uh, anger that's affecting a lot of people. And what happened was a lot of people, a lot of white people, for the first time, entered the world of the niggas. No job and about to lose their homes. And we told white folks back in the in the uh, 80s uh, on our cable TV program here in Chicago that I know they were going to get angry. You know, we're here in the hotbed of racism here in Chicago. It's been like that as long as I can remember. Very racist time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we told them uh, that they were going to be welcome to the world of the niggas once they passed NAFTA, okay? And we also mm-hmm. told them uh, that you may call yourself a Democrat, Today or Republican today But tomorrow all y'all going to be niggas Y'all going to be right down here with us And now mm-hmm. they've been welcomed uh, To the world of the niggas Because their jobs have been taken away from them And so that thing has been brewing uh, For even just before Barack Obama got in office It didn't just start with him Actually it started right. when, Ron, when Ron Paul Ran the first time And the establishment tried to keep him Off the bill but, so what happened was the uh, Republican Party and the powers that be saw that this movement uh, was something that they had to get control of. So they went and had Sarah Palin to resign her governorship. Now, keep in mind, she ain't been governor but a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. She resigns. She then disappears because she's being groomed. She's being schooled on what to say, how to say, when to say by the Republican right. establishment. Okay? Right. She comes back, she's got a million dollar book, a multi million dollar book deal. And she immediately immerses herself into, into, into the front of the Tea Party. That's when the money starts coming in to finance. So if I had to say anything right about now, I'd say it's 50 50. But I'm okay. telling you, what, what's going to happen is they're going to run into that Zionist control thing. Because they're nationalists and they believe in the flag in this country and the way the Zionists are going. You're not allowed to fly the American flag or, or speak anything about America first or anything like that in the world of tomorrow. That ain't how they play it. It's our way or nobody's way, according to the Zionists. Look, you had a ship that was getting ready to take humanitarian stuff to the people in the Gaza Strip. Israel boarded the ship and killed 10 people. The U.N. Uh, got on their hands and knees. Barack Obama ain't opened his mouth to this day. Okay? They killed 10 people, unarmed. All right? Then uh, come out with some fictitious photos, and they were busted uh, showing that those were fictitious photos, and nothing was said because they controlled the media, not just here. When you look at the British media, they control that as well. So it's, it's going to be extremely difficult outside of alternative media for you to get any information. So what I do is I monitor people, uh, white white people who basically run intelligence sites, people who used to be in the intelligence community. And so mm-hmm. almost everything that I'm going to give you comes from people in the intelligence community. The okay. alternative people that are fighting against the Zionist thing. And they never get attacked because they know they can document the stuff that they're talking about. That's critically important. Well, are they worried about, you know, they these people, you know, they people come up missing. They don't have a problem killing people. Um, why are they not being attacked? They are. <laughs> you see, okay. you had, they've been set up by the Anti-Defamation League and the Southern Poverty Law Center, and make no mistake about it, sister, neither one of those groups are pro-black people. 
the Anti-Defamation League was spying on black people, Martin Luther King and his family, since the early part of the last century, monitoring the rise of the black messiah. And they've stated quite clearly, this is a Jewish mantra, this is a part of what they live and breathe, that no black leader in this country will ever rise if they don't control. Anybody else got a beatdown coming that they don't control. Now, that's what they say. That ain't what I say. That's what they say. But if you look at it very clearly, from them taking over the civil rights movement to financing the NAACP and the Urban League to knocking down the nation of Islam and anybody that come up through that, if you notice, if it ain't the Irish that be attacking black leaders, the Irish is just another group of racist white people. Those Jews consider everybody, Irish, Dutch, Catholic, don't make no difference what you are. Uh, they chosen by God to be the evil thing over this planet, and that's how they think, period. Look, sister, with all of the so-called bombings going on, right, ask yourself how come none of these terrorists ever attack Israel, which is supposed to be their mortal enemy. Right. Not one incident. You have to figure at least one incident since they're right over there with all the stuff going on. Not one incident. How is that? But yet all the terrorists have to come through Israeli-controlled checkpoints, particularly the airports, uh, which is run by ICTS. ICTS. Anybody can Google that, and you will find that that's Israeli intelligence. They run almost all of the major airports outside of this country and some inside of this country in terms of the security apparatus. All of the bombers who got on these planes, including Richard Reed, the first bomber, who was a shoe bomber, they let him on the plane, just like they let Abdul Muttalib, uh coming from, through Shifo uh, in Amsterdam, uh, Holland, they let him on the plane. He was escorted on the plane by Indian intelligence. Indian intelligence, that's the intelligence from India, uh, which is against Pakistan and, and is destabilizing Pakistan along with Israel right now, okay, along the Pakistani border where much of the fighting is taking place, uh, that's Israel and, and India, okay, working together, running the Taliban. I'm going to show you articles where it's clearly pointed out that uh, the Taliban is being run by Mossad. If, if people would Google Mossad set up Hamas, they created Hamas. Just Google it. Now, someone in the, the chat room, someone in the chat room is saying that uh, there's bombing in Israel every week. Okay, well, I, I'm not going to argue that point because I'm a researcher, and what I what I'd like for them to do is to put some information in the chat room on that, and tell me how do you bomb somebody in Israel when it's a closed society? You can't go in or come out without their permission. So just tell them to post the information so that the rest of the family can take a look. And I'll be willing to bet you he can't post any. Okay. They hear you. Now, See, that's why uh, I said I'm going, to, I'm going to document everything that I'm talking about now so people can go and get the documentation for themselves. Okay. Now, I'm puzzled. What is going on with the shootings? I mean, it's like people Somebody shooting at building. I mean, they're not shooting at anybody. What is that about? They're shooting at the Pentagon and military right. installations. Now, you got to ask yourself, 
how is it that you can shoot at the Pentagon and military installations after 9-11, after the Fort Hood shootings, and nobody's name has been mentioned and nobody has been caught? Mm-hmm. You see, that's why I tell people, Google this. Google military take of dominionists take over the military, particularly the academies. And what you'll find is many of the military academies are producing these dominionists. Some of your listeners might recall maybe about a year ago, every major news channel, CBS, CNN, ABC, all ran a story talking about uh, military weapons with quotes from Scripture on the weapons. And then they went to this general, uh, I think he was a two-star, three-star general, who's in charge of uh, procuring military weapons, he pointed out that he wanted to do it, come to find out he's one of those Christian Zionists. They control the Air Force Academy, okay? Some of the higher-ups inside the Pentagon have dual citizenship. The Israeli Jews inside the Pentagon. Shortly after Barack Obama got in office, there were major stories run about a secret team run by Dick Cheney inside the Pentagon, that they were neocons. These people are still there. They are still there. Nobody removed them. That's why I'm telling you, McChrystal was one of them. You see how they talked about Barack Obama? Right. And they did that. They talked to the media about it. They like, you know, somebody walked up on them accidentally or had a a tape recorder running and they didn't know it, that was on the record. And I'm telling you, there's been two coup attempts against Barack Obama. One was even talked about by, um, I can't remember this guy's name. He was forced to resign. Ron Emanuel threatened him in the shower. It came. There was a big article that came out in Harper's Massa, Congressman Massa, Go and look at Esquire magazine for March or April of this year, okay? And you see a big story in there about Congressman Massa. He went to the Joint Chiefs and told them about a plot to remove Barack Obama to have a coup d'etat. But he pointed out that it wasn't McChrystal, it was the other guy, uh, Betray Us. He said it was Betray Us, but it wasn't Betray Us, it was McChrystal. And he was forced to resign saying that he was hitting on uh, mail pages and that kind of thing. But he went and told the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff if, if they didn't talk to him, let, you know, give him an audience, that he would go to the media and put it all in the media. Mm-hmm. He was subsequently forced to resign shortly after that. You ain't heard a word from him since. Mm. You see, sister, when I'm talking to you, I'm telling people where to go and get the stuff. Right. I don't want anybody to take my word for any of this because everything that I'm telling you is documented, including the Democrats running away from Barack Obama, just like he ran away from black people. Again, we said mm-hmm. that would happen too. Mm-hmm. And nobody didn't want to hear. You know, they, oh, you just, you're just jealous of Barack Obama. Let me tell you something. I'm a researcher, and I go where the research takes me, good or bad. Uh, I've had some of my toughest tussles with black nationalists, and I'm a black nationalist to the bone, okay? And I used to call some of these guys 39th Street activists. You think SETI, Breeze Fire, you ask my people who've been around me. They'll tell you uh, SETI is mild compared 
to where I was in the 90s, in the 80s. It was straight about no contest, Africa for the Africans, truth above anything else. And if you couldn't deal with that, that was your problem. That's the way I grew up because I saw black people suffering disproportionately, and all I ever saw handed to us was vote for me and I'll set you free. And I see the same thing still going on today, and people wonder why come the young people don't respect the old people. Right. You wonder why that is. And then when the young people do try to come up, you want to knock them down. Now, I'm not saying everything young people do is right. What I'm saying is they didn't come here or get that way. They, they, they didn't get that way through osmosis. They was raised in an environment that was anti-black. That was from black people with money and from white people. We got an elite group of black people who separate themselves from black people as if somehow that's going to change them. And now they've subsequently found out uh, that they still niggas too because now they're losing their homes and their jobs. That's right. And don't don't quite know how to deal with it because they were told, they bought into the lie that you go to school, you get get a good job, and you'll be all right. Well, you got PhDs out here, and black people still sending their children to these assembly line colleges and thinking that when they come out, there's going to be something out here for them. I'm here to tell you, they've already said you're going to have a jobless recovery. I didn't say it. They said it. But somehow you don't want to hear them, okay? A jobless recovery. That's their words. They're getting ready to implement austerity. We said that last year, Okay based on IMF, World Bank, Bank of International Settlements, dictates uh, through, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Paul Volcker, that they call the Volcker Rules. That's what you see Barack Obama uh, getting ready to implement now. And they're going to use the Republicans to say that they're making him cut the budget. It's the same thing that they did to Clinton back in 1993-94 after he mm-hmm. became the president. Mm-hmm. Exact same scenario But somehow we get locked y'all And we forget that these people In this country is anti-black And we see two or three black folks Making two or three dollars And somehow we fool ourselves Into thinking that this country is going to be fair to us And then we go to these people Who've been kicking our ass for 500 years And we say well, we just want them to be fair I'm a good democrat no, you're a fool. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're a fool because neither one of these parties is pro-black. They can't even mention you, none of them. They're more open and amenable to some of these Hispanics now than they are to black people. Yeah, they know that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, you see, sister, it's, it's because everybody knows uh, what we are made of but us. Everybody knows how valuable our DNA is but us. Everybody know the substance of what we are and the capacity of the things that we can do if we ever get up off our knees and say we're going to do our own thing and don't argue with these people, don't fight with these people, don't buy their constructs because their constructs are predicated on white supremacy. And when you try to infuse yourself within the framework of white supremacy, you by definition are a fool. You cannot infuse yourself within the system of white supremacy. We had our best when our backs are against the wall, and we got to do for each other. It ain't about doing for self. It's about doing for each other and understanding that no matter how far up that ladder you climb in this country, you're going to always be a nigger. So the best thing you can do is to set up your economic system among yourselves, or hire your own police department and remove these racists out of your communities, or run by these Masonic lodges called the Fraternal Order Polices, 
put your own police in place because the police system is going to be privatized anyway. That's right down the road, all right? Uh, and basically, fend for yourself. Take care of yourselves because these people are not going to do it for you, period. That ain't me. Uh, read the documentation you'll see for yourself. Now, you can sit back and not do anything, and I guarantee you within six months, stuff going to hit this country like you've never seen before. You wait till they come with them austerity cuts. You see what's going on in Europe? You'll find, you, you'll be hard to find any European country that ain't raising holy hell now. The white people are going off by the millions. They're in the street by the hundreds of thousands on a daily basis. And that's because many of these uh, European countries who are at the top of the European system are being run and dictated to by Jews, by Zionists. That's why I mentioned what I mentioned earlier. And so we end up getting caught up. All of these shootings at these military installations are being done by people inside the military. So that's why they're that's not why. hitting any anybody, many bodies. They're just shooting at the building. Yeah. And you better believe, sister, I know I've been in the military. The military is not just a place, or installations are not just a place where you can just roll up on. It's normally uh, a large compound mm-hmm. where you've got guards all around those compounds. And so anybody just roll up on more than one occasion and shoot at military installations after you had 30-some people killed on one of them by military personnel, okay, this brought this guy Hassan, who just happened to be connected with this guy Al-Awalki, who they're now saying is the, the new bin Laden. They also said Abdul Muttalib was connected to Al-Awalki. They also said that the Times Square bomber was connected al-Awalki, and we find out that al-Awalki was invited to the Pentagon in 1990 to have lunch. This is the guy they're saying now that's, took, that's taking bin Laden's place. <laughs> I mean, so when you look at this thing, sister, all of the major players, and this guy's from Denver, Colorado. When you look at this thing, all of the major players, the one thing they got in common is damn near all of them come from here. I'm talking about the so-called terrorist leaders, uh, uh, two of whom uh, were let out of uh, the uh, the uh, criminal compound down there in, uh, in the, uh, what's the name of this place where they're holding the, the prisoners? Uh, Barack Obama said he was going to close and the white people raised hell and and then he changed it. Uh, Guantanamo. Yeah, Guantanamo. Well, those guys are now some of the main terrorists. They're double agents, sister. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were talking about that. Okay. So that's the one thing that the people have in common. They all come from this country and Israel. Now, someone wants to know, are you familiar with the website Johnson Archives? Johnson Archives? Mm-hmm. No. J- no. J-O- J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, Archives. No. Okay. 
But I would like to know if that that, that person in the chat room has found that information about the bombing yeah, that's, in that's, Israel. Yeah, that's what that's what he's talking about. That's where the information is at. Okay, well, just having to post the article for the family so we can see exactly what they're yeah, talking he about. They they post it. What's the what's the title of the article? Uh, it's document terrorist attacks in Israel, uh, and this goes back to 1949. It's a chronicle okay. of terrorist okay, attacks see. in Israel. <laughs> 1949. It goes back, I guess, up into the present day. Okay. Okay. Well, here's what I'm saying, sister. If you got one bombing in Israel, it's on every station in this country because they run the media, all of it, every bit of it, okay? I don't care if you're talking Fox, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, you name it, they own, they own it. Go to your radio stations and see who on them, okay? Uh, ask the, what's his name, uh, the Rick Sanchez. Ask him who on the media. Didn't they just fire him for saying Jews on the media? Why do you think you got these clowns that they've given all kind of credibility to uh, who are all Jews and they're supposed to be talk show hosts? They hold them rallies in Washington, D.C. and all this kind of madness. Guess what they are? Guess what they won't discuss? Israel. You see, I mean, turn to your sports, cha- sports channels and take a look at the names of the sporting events for those of you who like to watch football and baseball and basketball. Go take a look at the names of the ownership and tell me what you find. I'm saying there's an entire Jewish construct in this country that has even neutralized and taken over a Yale University, the home of skull and bones. They got skull and bones on their knees, and that's the WASP establishment. This is real. Now, you can post a a little something about a bombing in Israel if you want to. And if you ain't Jewish, I'm surprised at you. Uh, And if you are, I expect it. Uh, But the fact of the matter remains, the the stuff that I'm going to drop, a far exceeds anything. I'm talking about all the way up to and including 9-11. Because there are people from the military war college, the most prestigious institution in this country in terms of military, who's saying, and it's becoming very prominent uh, in the military war college, uh, that that was a Jewish operation, that was a Mossad operation, 9-11. And even ABC News did a four-part series on these uh, uh, Israeli intelligence uh, personnel that were arrested right after 9-11 with all kind of intelligence stuff fleeing the area. And then all of a sudden, they cut it off. They did a four-part series. That ain't me. That's ABC News. And when I tell you all these, when I tell you all these so-called terrorists, uh, damn, they were all uh, Jews who basically converted to Islam, you better believe it's real. Go and check it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. So someone and, says and I, that black black people uh, have a choice between Zionists and white nationalists. So those are the two choices we have. 
Where if you want to choose between those two, you go right ahead and see what, uh-huh. what, where you will be. I just told you the reason that they call their system white supremacy is because it is what it is. They feel white is supreme, and they'll hire Negroes to to do their bidding like nobody's business. They'll pay you real well, and as long as you buck dance and open your mouth, you open your mouth and you out of that. Now that's the way it works, and I don't care who you are. That's what they're getting ready to do with the head of the uh, Republican Party. Uh, I can't think of that the black guy name. Yeah, well. You know, good riddance to bad rubbish. That's all I got to say for it. Listen, uh, black people need to control the political apparatus where they are when they have the numbers. But when it comes to this national thing, uh, the Supreme Court, I'm going to say it again, and I've said this many years ago because we knew that this was coming, that you were going to have a global hostile corporate takeover, and that's what we're in the middle of now. It's not friendly mm-hmm. to anybody. It's a hostile corporate takeover of the planet. And when the Supreme Court came down with that edict, they said that now corporations were people. It was all over with. Hmm. Now, you can sit back here and think you're going to do battle against corporations if you want to, and you think you're going to win. I suggest you uh, consult the the guy who did the uh, Confessions of Economic Hitman. Oh, yeah. John Perkins. I suggest you consult John Perkins. He can tell you better than I did because he pointed out clearly that the CIA was the corporate police, and we have been saying that for 30 years. That's who they work for. They do the bidding of corporate America. Now it's just out in the open. And now they have edicts where they can arrest you and kill you right here on your own soil. That used to be against the law. But there is no more law. By the way, sister, on Election Day, Barack Obama Resigned the most heinous piece of legislation ever put forth in this country. And what was that? I'm gonna give you one guess. If Bush pushed it, I'm gonna leave that for somebody in the chat room to guess. He did it on election day because they knew y'all would be looking at who got elected or who got selected. It's the thing that gave you homeland security that basically rendered the Constitution obsolete. Because any time they can arrest you without charging you with anything and hold you indefinitely, there is no law. Nothing else matters if they can do that. You follow what I'm saying? Right. You speak out too tough, you walk out your door, they snatch you up off the street, they ain't got to tell nobody nothing. Indefinitely. The Patriot Act. You got it. The chat room said the Patriot Act. They write on it. He signed it on election day. Hmm. That's your guy. Smiling in your face. And all the time they want to take your place. Y'all know the rest of the word. Backstabbing. This is not a This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I want people to understand. What I'm telling you is real. Uh, whenever you're ready, uh, here, here's an article, sister. came out right there where you are. You might have heard of it from the Detroit News, okay, January 27, 2010. Terror suspect kept visa to avoid tipping off larger investigations. And it says here, Patrick Kennedy, an undersecretary of management 
at the State Department said Abdul Wattala's visa wasn't taken away because intelligence officials asked his agency not to deny a visa to the suspected terrorists over concerns that a denial would have foiled a larger investigation into al-Qaeda threats against the United States. What they're telling you is they not only knew the boy was going to get on the plane, they let him get on the plane. They made sure he had a passport. And then they filmed him from the moment he got on that aircraft until the moment he got off. And people sitting up there on the airplane wondering why they filming this guy sitting up there looking like a robot. Hmm. And if you look at every picture of him, it's obvious that this guy is under the influence of something or someone. Right. Right. And then why would he wait till the plane gets ready to land and he's going to light his drawers in the seat when all he had to do was go in the bathroom if he wanted to ignite a bomb and nobody could get in there and he can blow up everything and everybody on the airplane. It's just right. like all these bombs they sent to Chicago the same time Barack Obama comes to Chicago. And then they say the bombs came from Yemen. And we go to and look at Yemen and we find out that the bombs didn't come from Yemen, that there were no planes to pull it off with no cargo coming from Yemen, that the cargo was put on in Dubai, and all of a sudden the story dies. And then we, we look at the documentation, and we find out the two most prominent intelligence apparatuses in Dubai is CIA and Mossad. We got all these bombs, sister, from New York to Detroit, so now they're coming to Chicago, and not a one of them went off. And that's because they sent an Obama messages, just like when they blew that thing, that oil rig up down there in the Gulf. When they blew that oil rig up, they were getting ready to launch major investigations into Goldman Sachs. Goldman mm-hmm. Sachs sold their stock in the damn thing and blew it up uh, to let Obama know they can, they can still hit him whenever they get ready. There's no more prominent person representative of Goldman Sachs and Rothschilds than Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel. A dirtier bastard you won't find nowhere. You can't go and dig up a, a more filthier bastard than Benjamin Netanyahu. When you go and take a look at what happened to Detroit with all them black elected officials, what you'll find is Sinagro. You look beneath Sinagro, you find the Carlisle group. That's Neocon. That's Dick Cheney. Okay? Right. When you look beneath that, you find Rahm Emanuel manipulating that thing, trying to get, uh, what was the sister's name, who was at the, uh, uh, who's the Conyers. They were trying to remove John Conyers, along with all the other black elected officials who hold committee chairmanships, because just beneath them are Jews. Rahm Emanuel was responsible for that. He's also responsible for creating what direction Barack Obama was going to go in, along with David Axelrod. Rahm Emanuel was brought to this country. His people came to this country to basically establish an intelligence base with children being born in this country where they could have dual citizenship. There's a lady inside the Pentagon at a a very high position who was a major, a major in the Israeli Air Force. Now she's sitting over there in the Pentagon, and their first allegiance is to Israel and nothing else. This is the thing that's governing the politics in this country. I'm going to give you a, a list of articles here, sister, so whoever uh, was worried about Israel being bombed, okay, 
Uh, check some of these articles out. Uh, Cy Hirsch, military in war against the White House. Uh, Sam Liars, uh, crook, crooksandliars.com, October the 20th, 2009, okay? Steve Rosen, CIA, FBI, paranoid about Mossad. The Jerusalem Post, okay? Uh, what's the date on here? October 21st, 2009. Caught, caught in the act. Is the murder of President Obama being planned by the secret team? Veterans Today, May the 24th, 2010. Veterans Today, May the 24th, 2010. How Israeli lobby took control of U.S. foreign policy. APAC becomes foreign agent dominating American foreign policy while disguised as a domestic lobby. Uh, Information Clearinghouse, July 19th. 2009. Mother Jones, October 22nd, 2009. The Obama coup. The Obama coup, October 22nd, 2009. That's why his head is turning white. But we said that would happen mm-hmm. too. Here's the people who created the whole thing, sister. Newsmax, a right wing website, okay, but very effective in what it does. Military coup would take care of Obama problem. They put Obama problem in quotes. September 29, 2009. There's a remote, although gaining, possibility America's military will intervene as a last resort to resolve the Obama problem. The Jewish problem with Obama. Now, notice this one. Now, this is from the Jerusalem Post. So, Newsmax says there's an Obama problem. The Jerusalem Post said the Jewish problem with Obama. This is the Jerusalem Post. For, uh, I can't see the date on this. October 20th, 2010. Disgruntled Democrats joined the Tea Party. Disgruntled Tem- Democrats joined the Tea Party. April the 2nd, 2010. Okay? Now we're coming up to the election. U.S. midterms. APAC lauds re-election of pro-Israel stalwarts. Haaretz, that's a Jewish, another Jewish publication. Um, uh, where's the date on here? 11 3 2010. 11 3 2010. Nevada voting uh, machines automatically checking Harry Reid's name. Voting machine technicians uh, from uh, SEIU are SEIU members. Uh, October 26, 2010. This is real interesting uh, because it talks about uh, this is from the examiner out in San Francisco, the examiner, because it talks about the machines being pre-programmed to check Harry Reid's name no matter whose name you put into the machines. Yeah. Sound like yeah. Bush, don't it? Right. And they've been doing this stuff for a long time. This is why we can't rely on this stuff, because like so much other shit in this country, it's not real. It's all yeah. phony and fabricated. Yeah. Uh, Republican congressional now, candidate says what, what was violent overthrow of government is on the table, October 22, 2010, uh, DallasNews.com. Go ahead, sir. What was the date for the examiner? About the I'm sorry? 
What was the date, the date? for the uh, for the examiner paper where they were talking about the uh, voting machine? October 26, 2010. Okay. This was during the early voting. Uh, new, the new emergency committee for Israel targeting Democrats for election day defeat. Veterans Today, October 24, 2010. The Israeli lobby targeting Democrats for election day defeat. Uh, October 27, uh, oh, this is the same article, just a different one. And then finally, for the election, on 11-4-2010, Mondo Weiss, uh, I'm sorry, November 3rd, 2010, breaking news, Benjamin Netanyahu regains control of U.S. Congress. Now, what does that tell you? That's just... I have there several articles. One of the things about this stuff, you can go and get it from mainstream so-called publications. In many cases, it's on the 39th page, and you ain't going to see it or something like that in some major newspaper in this country because some of these people uh, will print the stuff because they're in very friendly, a very friendly environment. Because you, See, you couldn't have them doing what they're doing without the aid of the Christian Zionists. These are white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. They use the Bible as they guide, okay, who believe that Israel or them white people over there in Israel were somehow chosen by somebody to do something when they're not real themselves. They're all fakes, and that's according to their own scholars, particularly Shlomo Sand, who pointed out that there is no such thing as a Jew. That's a, a 200-year-old construct, no more than 200 years old, and that these people, they the star of David, it don't belong to them, that, goes, that belongs to Kemet. Like Hebrew, comes straight out of Kemet. Them people ain't indigenous. These people come from Eastern Europe. They're German Jews for the most part, and the Ashkenazi are the most dangerous. Or those are the midgets, the little people, the short ones, the ones that we, you might call them elves, or any of these other little demonic names. They're very evil people. And anybody that's come up against them have bit the dust. Just, I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations where I've cornered the black politicians and asked them about the Jewish lobby, and they look at me, and they do not deny anything that I'm saying. And I make them, I make them talk to the people, tell the people. They don't deny it, mm-hmm. but they can't say it in public because they get targeted for defeat like Cynthia McKinnon and anybody else black. Now, you there in Detroit, you go and look and see, was that not uh, – the Carlisle route that was running Sinagro? Yeah. I can send you yeah. the articles. I can send you the articles where it's clearly pointed out that Rahm Emanuel was running that whole thing to remove these black people from their committee championships because he hates black people. This is the deal, sister. This is what's going on. And most people... When I tell you the Detroit news, you right there in Detroit, January 27, 2010, terror suspect kept Visa, uh, uh, kept Visa to avoid tipping off larger investigations. Now, how you then will come out here and play dumb like you didn't even know that this guy uh, could possibly be a so-called terrorist? Now, if you know that about him, I know damn well you know his daddy runs the central bank in Nigeria because he had warned you about his son way before his son did anything. That's right. If you want, 
If you want to find that out, go to Veterans Today for December 31st, 2009. Evidence mounts for U.S. complicity in terrorism. Mutala's father is no ordinary banker. And they go on to point out in this article that he works for the uh, Nigerian arms industry called DICON in partnership with Israel and Mossad, and that he was in daily contact with them. They run everything in Nigeria from arms production to counterterrorism. Though Islamic, Mutala was a close associate of Israel. He has been misrepresented. His banking is a cover. Next, what do we know about the two al-Qaeda leaders Bush had released, the ones who planned this? According to ABC News, the al-Qaeda leaders, leaders running the insurgency in Yemen were released from Guantanamo, although two of the highest-ranking known terrorists there, without trial. Now, if you want to argue uh, with these intelligence folks, uh, then you go and Google this stuff and then see if you can check what they talk about, because that's what I do as a researcher. I don't take nobody's word as the gospel. I don't even take my own word as the gospel. I go and do the research, and I'm telling you, the information is overwhelming. Here's another one from Anti-Fascist Calling. Anti-Fascist Calling. Uh, this is January the 3rd, 2010, the strange case of Umar Farouk Abdul-Mutallab. Okay, where well, it points out some of the same stuff that I just got you telling you about in that article. And here's another one from Rinse.com. Rinse.com from January the 2nd, 2010. Israeli ICTS, which is the security thing that runs all of the airports outside this country for the most part, uh, the security for those airports, ICTS connection to Pollard and Scheifel Airport. And this one breaks down the board, for instance, of ICTS. ICTS board member retired General Amos Lapido served as commander of the Israeli Air Force and authorized Israeli Air Force Colonel Alvin Seller operating under official cover at the Israeli Consulate General in New York, and Rafael Itan of LAKAM, an Israeli military technical intelligence gatherer, to accept U.S. Navy intelligence official Jonathan Pollard's offer to spy for Israel. So these are the guys who run in the airport who received the information from Jonathan Pollard, who's now doing a life sentence, that the Jews hold anniversaries to have this guy released from this country when he gave away more intelligence information than damn near anybody in the history of, of this country. Hmm. And they go on to give you other information on other people who sit on the board of ICTS. Now, you may not want to accept that, but then go and look and see if these people do, in fact, sit on the board of ICTS. And then look and see if the uh, the uh, a Times Square bomber worked for Goldman Sachs. And then Google Goldman Sachs connections to Rothschild. And then you tell me what you see. The day that that thing, you had that situation in the Gulf, they were launching the investigation into Goldman Sachs, okay? Mm-hmm. The day that they plugged the whale, the exact same day, there was a settlement of $500 million from Goldman Sachs who made hundreds of billions and still running uh, the New York Stock Exchange uh, with the computerized, pre-programmed, Stock trading, where they make money no matter where the stock goes. And they run Barack Obama's administration. You know, we've documented that over the number of shows that we've done. They right. haven't gone anywhere. They're still very much in control. 
Tim Geithner, Goldman Sachs, uh, uh, Bernanke, Goldman Sachs. I mean, come on. And then they go get Paul Volcker. Now, he don't come from Goldman Sachs. He come from Rockefeller. He come from J.P. Morgan Chase. But they're all partners in crime. That's what's going on, sister. So we uh, we need to get rid of the central bank. Uh, you can get rid of the central bank, but you've got to be well organized. You see that for the first time in years, there was an effort to do that by Ron Paul and Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is the only independent, one of two independents in the Congress. The other one just happens to be a Jew. And everybody knowing. Now, I'll show you how slick they are. And uh, black people was loving Al Gore. We get all bent out of shape because these white people, we want these white people to get elected because they think they're going to do something for us. Because some of us got jobs from the political thing. But most of us ain't caught nothing but hell from the political thing. That's a fact. And now the, the political thing can't serve your interest no more. Now you're going to catch hell, too, if you had a job from the political thing. But if you notice, sister, Al Gore had a president, a vice president to running mate. Do you remember who that running mate was? I can't remember who his running mate was. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you a hint. I mean, he was, you talking about Clinton? No. When he was running for I said, when Al Gore was running for president in 2000, he had a vice president to oh, running mate. Right. Okay. Who was? He's a straight up Zionist. He's a straight up racist. And when he lost his race, he ran as an independent and still won based on a large percentage of Jewish votes where he came from. And he's poisonous. The Democrats don't like him because he's, he's another spy. He's just like Rahm Emanuel. And I told our people almost a year ago that look on the Republican side, you'll see another Romney man. His name is Harry Cantor. And that as soon as the Republicans took power, he was going to be the one who became a very uh, a well-known power broker. Now I hear he's the majority whip in the House, okay? And that he's every bit as dangerous as Romney Manuel. He's another one of those little bitty, little tiny little Jews. Mm-hmm. The short ones are the real dangerous ones. You look at Hollywood, you'll see the midgets. Even the actors are midgets, okay? Uh, the people who run the Hollywood are little short, tiny little Jews. That's real. In the, in so, the chat room, they're saying Joe Lieberman. You got it. Joe Lieberman, okay, from Connecticut. Extremely racist. And everybody know it now, but why would Al Gore pick him, pick him as his vice president's running mate? When black people was hollering and screaming because they said he vote with Republicans more than Republicans. So how is it that so-called liberal Al Gore could pick this guy as his running mate? That's because Al Gore is Jewish. Just like Hillary Clinton. Look, his cousin, I'm sorry, his uncle is Gore Vidal. Al Gore changed his name around. I'm sorry, Gore Vidal changed his name around because he uh, began to move around in the literary and Hollywood circle. But he admitted it, that Al Gore was his nephew. Gore Vidal. You know, bisexual Gore. 
So I'm trying to lay this thing out for black people. Look at this, sister. For this is for the and 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 a lot of white folks don't know this either. No, they don't know it. They don't know because well, they, a lot of them are finding out now because now they got time to be at home if they still got one and get on their computer to find out what's going on. That's why one of our sayings back in the 80s and the 90s was, if, you, you better be careful because they will give you a job to do your job. Now, check this, sister. Let me, let me, for people who, who want to find this stuff out for themselves. Okay. Bombshell. French police investigate Sarkozy's background as Mossad agent. That's from Press TV, November the 10th, 2007. This is the Prime Minister of France, Nicolas Sarkozy. Okay? He's from uh, German stock, Jewish stock. Uh, German, I'm sorry, Greece. His family is originally from Greece. Here's another one. Uh, this is from the Chicago Jewish News. French president has Greek Jewish roots. 111, 2008. And the reason I'm mentioning him in this equation is not just because he's a part of this mix, but it's because he's been targeted as well. Because there are white people now who are waking up to just what the hell is going on here. Okay? Here's another one from, and you know the sister, this is from Jewish media. Uh, Sarkozy and the Jewish press. Uh, the Australian Jewish News, the Australian Jewish News, May 8, 2007, Sarkozy's Jewish Roots. And here's one that deals with David Cameron and the fact that his daddy uh, set up the banking system that some of y'all probably got bank accounts in today. If any of my people in the chat room happen to, uh, 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 well, I'll give you the name. The name of the bank, I think, is Charter Bank. Okay. Charter Bank. That yeah, bank is basically, yeah, that's the bank uh, that uh, the Prime Minister of Britain, the current Prime Minister, his grandfather set up that bank to launder drug money. He says that he's extremely proud of it. The headline on the article is Britain's latest Prime Minister and Judeo Masonic subversion of China and Japan. That's from. Brian and Brian Akira dot uh, WordPress dot com b r i a n a k i r a dot WordPress dot com and if you just Google the headline if it don't come up here it'll come up somewhere else Britain's latest Jewish Prime Minister and the Judeo Masonic subversion of China and Japan a nice long article a uh, very well documented and if you don't believe it. Just Google a key term in that, and it should come up somewhere else where you can get the documentation because nothing exists uh, on its own. It has to have uh, some something that it comes forth from. So you do the research. You can find out for yourself. Uh, Christmas Day cross bomber tied to Israel and FBI. Christmas Day cross bomber, that's Abdul Matalab, tied to Israel and FBI. Jeff Gates, uh, criminal state, February 7, 2010. Criminal state, uh, February the 7th, 2010. Well, they're basically regurgitating some of the same information. Intelligence sources, plane bomb attempt of false flag involving Trinity of CIA, Mossad, and RAW. RAW is Indian intelligence. This is by Wayne Madsen, 
who's the intelligence man's intelligence man. Every time you open his mouth, intelligence just falls out. This is from Rents.com, January the 2nd, 2010. Very, very insightful, well-documented articles here. Uh, bomb plot with a Yemeni connection, a Christmas gift for U.S. war plans. This is from Global Research, and this is dealing with the latest so-called uh, printer bombs, which is that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So anytime you put that many bombs allegedly on that many, uh, that many packages, over 20, surely one of them should have exploded. Hmm. Unless you didn't want them to explode. They said the bombs were extremely sophisticated. So if they're extremely sophisticated, that means that you could have basically set them off anytime you got ready since you, at least one or two of them, not a right. one went off. And they just happened to be going to synagogues here in Chicago at the exact same time Barack Obama was coming to Chicago to campaign. So and they, they sent him a message. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. And that's not the first That's what I'm saying. If you go and look at the recent proximity of all of these bombings, he was getting ready to do something. And behind each and every one of them, because I monitor the media, there's stuff going on between him and Netanyahu or stuff going on between him and Goldie Sachs, i.e. the Rothschilds. So this is what's been think, going on. So you think Obama yes, walked into this at, with his eyes closed? You think that he no. walked into this being set up? Or did he no. know that they were going to put him out there on a limb and walk away and leave him out in the middle yes. of the street? His mama worked for Ford Foundation. Ford Foundation was CIA. You can Google the Reese Committee hearings, the Reese Committee hearings. That was done in the 1950s. And they pointed out very clearly in those hearings that Ford Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation were, in fact, engaging in not just intelligence activities, but also in social engineering by financing the movement of certain groups in this country. And there's very little that's going on now from GMO foods to the whole global warming thing that these people have. Very little. I mean, when you got all the money in the world, you can pretty much uh, influence some stuff. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see. Um, so... Obama came in, he came in, with. they had a game plan, and so now you're saying that they have switched the game plan and they just leaving him out there to fend for itself. They turned he, came in, he came in thought that he could neutralize what Bill Clinton, even Bill Clinton came out early this year and said Obama is confronted with the same right-wing thing that he is, that he was. Mm-hmm. He okay. just wouldn't name any names, and that's because he can't. Okay. Because he knows that he he'll ruin his wife's chance if he mentioned the fact uh, that it's that it's basically Israel that's doing this stuff. But, but now, so but, I mean, uh, that, Obama was but, working uh, with the, for the Jews, so I mean, he was carrying he the water boy. That's right. Then he for a faction of them, he worked for the internationalists. These okay. people are nationalist Jews. That's what Zionism is. Zionism is Jewish nationalism. Okay? Okay. There's a difference in the internationalists and the nationalists. 
the internationalists and the nationalists both believe in, in world world order. It's like Hitler in the United States or Hitler in the Soviet Union. All of them believe in world government. So just because one of them lost don't mean that the other two won't continue to push their agenda for world government. Okay. I mean, hell, when, when World War II was over, the Nazis came here with the Russia and with the Israel. They didn't go to jail. They went to work. New York Times just ran a story on that today. And I'm, we just had those of us who were in the Midwest, this is where most of them came. And we wonder why the racism is so so concrete here in the Midwest than in, on the East Coast or the West Coast. Because this is where the Nazis came. That's real. Whenever they want to find some Nazis, all they got to do is come here to Chicago and Wisconsin and, you know, uh, and, 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 and Michigan and, and these mm-hmm. places. That's where they went. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's no secret. I think Barack Obama thought that he was going to neutralize them people by hiring what he thought was one faction against the other. And, and I'm going to say it again. He bit off a little bit more than he could chew. But I said that if he had any guts, because they're going to totally humiliate him, he got a snowball chance in hell of winning again. Uh, mm-hmm. They've even asked, they're going to ask him to step down. Okay, that's already in the works. This is the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party that black people love. That's been just as bad. Uh, you look and see who runs Michigan for the most part is Democrats. Mm-hmm. And they treat Detroit like a, a step, or like a rug that you wipe your feet on. No, they they treat them like they they treated the slaves. And no the same thing here in Chicago, sister. You got a small group of Negroes who tied to this political thing. Some of these preachers, and they all get paid. And then the masses of black people catch hell. And then anybody trying to rise up and fight against this thing. They control the radio stations because the radio stations mm-hmm. need them dollars, so they're going to put yeah. them that, that insanity on there all the time and people who basically may want to maintain the status quo. That's what they do. I don't care where you go in the country. You find you, it's like listening to the same station, and they're going to give you some shake your booty 24 hours a day, but you're going to get very little information about what the hell is going on in your daily life. They'll, they're going to try to sell you somebody like Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton, who's an admitted government informant, who took $500,000 from the uh, mayor of New York, uh, none other than Bloomberg, okay, took $500,000 from him because he $2 million in debt and wouldn't work to get the black man elected there in New York, and the black man just barely lost. Al Sharpton, who's on Barack Obama's payroll to keep black people looking backwards, you know, walking with with your head turned backwards. So you can't see what's coming. Sitting there in New York, and won't tell you none about none of this stuff. He's sitting there in the seat of these people. It's like this, sister, and I tell people this all the time. If you take a look at where people really got mad all across the, the, the planet in the last five years, it's all been based on immigration. Mm-hmm. They've had major riots all over Europe about immigrants. Muslims and Africans in Europe, and the white folks have been mad as hell, okay? They had major riots in France about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. 
and the black people and the Muslim people there in New York, I mean, in uh, France, are treated like dogs. Same way in Britain. They're just arresting people and creating a database, taking their DNA when they ain't even committing crimes. So they can create some phony terrorist activities, okay? Uh, The same thing is going on here, sister. The exact same thing is going on here. The, the exact same thing is going on down in Mexico, which, which too is controlled by the Sephardic Jews. Almost all of their presidents have been Jewish. Right down there in Mexico. They, they, are, you, they just had major stories about the drug flow in Mexico and the fact that U.S. banks were, in fact, facilitating the drug flow by laundering the money. Wells Fargo right. was one of those banks that was mixing very prominently in that effort. This is not more than... A month or two ago. And then you got a war going on against drugs, but the banks are the ones who are making the money off of it. Come on. And now, guess what they're doing, sister, down in Mexico? Wow. They're wiring Mexico from the beginning to end. They're putting up the camera system, the big brother system, because that's what the so-called war on drugs down there is about. Just like the war on drugs here is about the same thing. Yeah. They create the climate for this stuff, and then they, just like with all the uh, a military industrial complex thing you see at the airports with these body scanners and all this kind of stuff. All this stuff is being facilitated by the same people in the same way. And they're boycotting the body scanner uh, right before for Thanksgiving. They're telling people not to use the body scanner. Well, that's good news. But you see, the white people finally slowly starting to wake up because they ain't got no jobs. So they're trying to figure out what happened to my job. Now, they want to blame the Hispanics for taking their job, but they don't want to blame and point the finger at the corporate structure and the Republicans and the Democratic Party, which are both tools of the corporate power structure, which is about maintaining the status quo, okay? They pick your presidential candidates by denying the other candidates access. That's how they pick them. And then they come out here with voting machines and all the same white people, I don't care what election they have, it's the same white people telling you what, what just happened. Same people, no matter which station you turn to. Same white people, all part of the political establishment, sitting up there telling you what happened. Now, they ain't going to tell you that the voting thing is already rigged to maintain the status quo unless the numbers are so overwhelming uh, it's to be too obvious. And that's right. what the Tea Party thing was. It was far too obvious for them to take everything back. But that is unprecedented, the number of people that they got elected. That lets you know this thing is much broader than what they're talking about. Exactly. And remember, and remember now, they ran against Republicans first. They ran against the Republican status quo first and kicked some of them out of office. Right. Uh, Brother uh, X, they want to uh, ask you some questions. Are you ready to take calls? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to the phone lines. Area code 856. Area code 856. Do you have a question? Okay. I like somebody having a stroke. <laughs> Area code too much information. It was overloading. <laughs> Area code seven oh one. Area code seven oh one. 
Eric call eight one five. Eric call eight one five. I guess they're listening, uh, brother X. So we'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> they asking well, in the we- chat room, "Are you taking calls?" But uh, no, nobody is responding here. Well, that's go all ahead. right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've got enough information here to last us a lifetime. Uh, I, I got articles all over this, all over my my little working area here, and, and I can assure you, sister. For instance, when I talk about uh, these Jews who converted to Islam allegedly, but when you look real deep, you find out that they're basically being run by Israeli Mossad. Here's one from Veterans Today for October 24, 2010. Al Qaeda spokesman Adam Gadan works for the Israeli government. End of story. The Don call to attack Americans come from Israel. Okay? That's October 24, 2010. Here's what they say here. A call to arms demanding Muslims in America everywhere begin a terror campaign around the world. The message we are told was found on a secret website by an Israeli company who put it in a press release. Now, the name of that, that website, sister, and you, your listeners can go to it. It's called Site. S-I-T-E. That website was set up by the daughter of an Israeli agent who was killed in Iraq for spying. They hung him. Okay? So that's the name of that website. But to go on here to say there's no evidence any American Muslim has ever been on the website referred to. No American intelligence agency could find it not the CIA or the FBI or Homeland Security. There was only one way the 300,000 Muslims in Detroit could hear a call to terrorism from an Israeli company that passes on such messages for profit. Uh, does it create them too? They go on to say, Adam Gadon, the, quote, American Taliban, unquote, the listing overweight bungler continually calling for the murder of Americans is really named Adam Perlman from a family highly influential in the Anti-Defamation League. The group distributing his threats, Sight Intelligence, contracted to the American government and is run by a former IDF member whose father was executed in Iraq as a Mossad terrorist. Sight Intelligence is the source of Osama bin Laden's, you know, those phony tapes that they were putting out here? Mm-hmm. Where Osama bin Laden was fat on one tape and then skinny on the other one? Had a right. big nose on one tape and then a long nose on the other one. Those were coming from sight. They were the people who were releasing them. And then they got this guy that nobody, you know, they could just put a picture up there of somebody dressed in Arab headdress and, you know, with the uh, facial guard and tell you that this guy is a terrorist. You don't know who he is because they run in the media. Right. You just got to accept what they say. But you ain't seen no evidence. Even the FBI sister to this day will tell you point blank, they have no evidence that Saddam Hussein was involved in 9-11 or anything. Saddam Hussein. Uh, Osama bin Laden was involved in 9-11 or anything else to this day. Not one shred of evidence. Nothing. Uh, uh, Brother uh, Robert X, they, they they really want to ask you some questions, so let me open up here, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Area code 301. Yes. Uh, thank you, Sister Beverly. Uh, hello, okay. uh, Brother Robert X. What's up, Brother? 
Yes. Um, is this DA? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and, yes, sir. I want to I ask this. Um, I, I need you to drive it home a little bit further, a little bit more for us tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell okay. you what I mean by that. Uh, Rahm Emanuel and Joe Lieberman, you know, don't surprise me that they're straight-up Zionists. They're supposed to be Zionists. And it don't, don't, don't surprise me that they're trying to sway power in, in the direction of Israel. So, I mean, that, 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 I, I, I'm with you on that. You know, and it, and it just came out uh, recently that a man named Robert Lipschitz, nobody know right. him. Don't nobody know what role he played in history at all. He was also right. a Zionist from Atlanta. He was Jimmy right. Carter's White House counsel. And it just came out that he was working behind the scenes on behalf of Israel when uh, Carter was negotiating a captivated peace accord between Menachem Begin and uh, Sadat. That's right. See, and made, made, yeah. your, made your black ambassador resign. Woo. You recall <laughs> who that was? That's right. Um, you remember who that Andy was? Young. Andy, Andy Young. Andy Young, that's correct. And that's why Carter yeah. didn't get two turns. We said that back in the early 80s. Right, 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 right. So, so, yeah, not, but here's the piece where, where I'm getting at here. Because what I want to know, because this is the thing, there's a lot of our black saviors out there who tied into this. And they come out to us something they chest, but they already been handpicked by the Zionists. And I don't know what, right. what we're doing. For, for example, I don't even want to get into John Conyers, okay, because I know John Conyers. Is tied in just as uh, Chief Kilpatrick and and the new gentleman that's going to Congress from Detroit. They all tied into the Zionist movement. Believe me when I tell you. That's right. Okay. They may say one thing in Detroit, but when they get to D.C., it's a different ball game. But check this out. I want to bring this home to me in in Chicago. Now Barack Obama done already told black folk who your next mayor is going to be. He done already said that, right? But I don't understand. Why is it that uh, black folk in Chicago are out selling wolf tickets, putting up airs, talking about we're going to have a consensus black candidate when your consensus black candidate has already been chosen, and his name is Ron Emanuel. So why why, why right. are in Chicago they running around talking either Danny Davis or, or Meeks? I mean, the team, you know, it, it, that's foolishness. You know, because there's, there's mega bucks involved in the negotiating process. Mega bucks. And every year, all the time, all the degradation is going on. These people are invisible. They don't have a clue. Every election, they rev it back up because that's how many of them get paid. They get contracts. They get connections. And that's okay. what this thing is all about for them. It has nothing to do with dealing with the environment that black people find themselves where they're already telling us we're 50% unemployed in Detroit. 50% young people unemployed in, in New York, 50% unemployed people here in Chicago, and you can take it across the board, across this country. And not one of them have initiated anything. You got the NAACP running around here talking about protesting against the Tea Party. They ain't protesting against the power structure. The Tea Party. Ah, it's insane, brother. There you go. You're bringing it home now. And nah, they have, they have nah. marches. They have marches every two weeks. It's like a payday. Right, they go to Washington right. D.C. Al Sharpton too. They right. all have marches. Yeah, yeah. You, and it's you like the competing now. marches. 
you know, the white people march one day and then the black people march the next. In the meantime, the people with the power sitting up there eating caviar and drinking Cristal, grinning. Because they got all the money and they continue to take more of the money out of circulation. And even if they put this $50 billion out here on the street, there is no economic infrastructure in terms of corporations, uh, manufacturing, uh, to basically allow for people to get hired for anything but service jobs. Okay. So okay. You, it doesn't matter if you put the money out here. It's going to go to the same people that's already got the money. Okay. Because okay. they remove the economic infrastructure from this country. Yeah, well, you, you, I'm thankful for clar- clarifying that. You, you drove it home because I'm thinking, what's going on here? Because you're not trying to elect a, a black mayor. You're right. It, it, they, they're trying to uh, negotiate, get at the table with Rhyme so they can get some, some, some uh, contracts and some trinkets uh, poured onto them. But they don't want to be honest and tell the people this is what it's all about. And, and like I said, a, a, a lot of them are about black people who we have, hold in high esteem are part of this. No doubt. No doubt like about it. Said, Reverend Al, no question. Let me tell you what's happened to me here over the past couple of months. I've been very well received in some of their quarters because I'm a I'm a black nationalist. I believe in African people doing things for African people across this planet. And don't ask nobody else for nothing. Stay away from their credit apparatus. Create your own banking system or with your own credit apparatus where you issue your own credit cards and things of this nature where interest is not the final result. You see, they, they lock us into this system uh, by playing us like a yo-yo, up and down, got a job one day, get some bills, next thing you know, you're out of a job, your credit get bad, and now everything you get, they're making interest off you, if you get anything. They're even holding the fact that you got bad credit from even hiring you on a job. So now here you are, you got PhDs out there you're trying to compete with, they got PhDs and bad credit, you got no Ds and bad credit, who you think they're going to hire first? And then they play this game with us, man. But if you put your own economic system in place, create your own lending institutions like uh, credit unions and things of that nature, uh, create your own credit cards, uh, build your own companies, and you don't have to deal with them. We're heading into an age now where the DNA is changing dramatically. And it's going to change everybody whether they like it or not. Okay? Whether they like it or not. We're heading into some very different times here. And so my DNA was just changed a little bit more than the average person. So these people have now given me access, and they allow me to speak and stuff like this, and it's kind of blowing me away because they treated me as a pariah for years. But now over the last 25 or so years, almost everything I said has come to pass. We put it on tape so people can see it for themselves. So we, the things that they see today we were talking about 25 years ago because we did the research. We were monitoring their think tanks, uh, questioning where they were going, understanding what they were trying to do. And so we, we, we had better be, begin to build our own corporate structures to at least give us some leverage to maneuver against these people. And we set back in every election. They tell you to go and vote like your life depended on. I don't care what election it is. You mark my words, and two more years ago, tell you, you got to go out here and vote because if, if you don't, you know, people die. No, people didn't die for me the right to vote. Our people were murdered. Like these people gave their lives willingly. They were murdered by white people, the same people that you put in office. That's the real deal. And so I've been able to kind of influence these people, and I will tell you exactly what happened at one of the last meetings that I had, but I, you know, the information guides me. So what I did was I proposed a, a particular scenario, 
and I asked the, the brother who was chairing the meeting to give me one person that he think would be ideal that's already in elected office uh, in the state of Illinois, not necessarily in Chicago, but in the state, and they were from Chicago. I, and he put the first name off his off his lips was exactly the person that I was talking about. And I said, we can't do it now because we don't have time. The paperwork has to be in by the 22nd. I'm against electoral politics. But I'm trying to show my people how to gain power. And I said, here's what we must do. Build our corporate structures, begin to open up businesses for our people, to show our people how the electoral thing uh, actually works. So that even if you don't get somebody elected, money responds to money. If you got a 45, I want a, a bigger one. You follow what I'm saying? I better have a, a weapon just like yours to be able to fight uh, on your uh, your turf. And if I ain't got no weapon I'm trying to fight on your turf, I may win, but the prospects of me winning are extremely slim. And so we're in a capitalist system trying to play a political game in a capitalist system with no capital. And so I say to make this thing democratic since black people like democracy, I don't know why, because it's an experiment in progress that you set up your economic system, you sell shares to each other so that you can control who your leaders are. You create your board of directors based on the people you want to lead to lead you, and that's legitimate. I don't want no preachers running around here speaking for me, and I don't go to your church and don't espouse what you espouse. That neutralizes everything by organizing the people, creating jobs and businesses for our people, employing ourselves, and dealing with our problems by ourselves and etching the police out of our business. We got to begin to function as a country within this country to be able to deal with our problems ourselves. Because anytime you go and have to deal with these police uh, situation today, you get scarred for life. This is no longer a gang. They're making six-year-old children uh, criminals for life by giving them felonies. It will never leave them. This is the My game bad. that we're trying to play today. And then we want to close our eyes like none of this matters. All of it matters. This is real. So yeah. that's what's going on, B.A., and I keep trying to tell black people, man, just, you know, don't take my word for any of this stuff. Go and get the articles. Read it for yourself. And when, you, when you're in the company of your politicians, question them if you think I'm lying. Question them about this design, this thing, and see what they say. See what they turn green. And the funniest thing you've ever seen is a green Negro. Uh, area code 678. Greetings, greetings. This, greetings. Greetings. This is Brother DJ calling from Atlanta. Uh, I'd like brother. to thank the Brother Robert. Ed. Hotel, brother. Uh, you definitely got the spirit of, of of the good brother Steve Coakley and and and, and Dr. Claude Anderson. And as a fellow Black nationalist, I, I'm feeling you 100 percent in what you're saying, brother. Well, that's what it is, man. I mean. Uh, I learned quite a bit from Steve. Uh, I used to go to his farm many years ago when we were young. We were young boys. This is back in the late 70s, early 80s, and I thought he was crazy until I went and took a look. Exactly. And that brother was the emphasis of man with Bill Bland in terms of the metaphysics. Uh, those two brothers had more of an impact on me than perhaps any two black men outside of Malcolm in my life. Is that, and as a and as a fellow black nationalist, I, I subscribe to the teachings of Dr. Amos Wilson, Blueprint for Black no Power, specifically Chapter 31, the Crisis in Black Leadership, is, which is what you're talking about now. But uh, let, let, me just, let me just take a minute to bring this thing 
real close to, to, to Georgia real quick. Now, I, I heard some people speaking about Michigan, and um, when, when there was a guy by the name of Dick DeVos who ran for governor of Michigan not too long ago. And, uh, and this guy is a billionaire who owns the Orlando Magic basketball team, the founder of Amway. And he, mm-hmm. in 2008, he purchased a company that I, that I actually work for here in Atlanta. And one of the things when he purchased this co- company he did was, was bring a lot of people down from, from Michigan, from the corporate office, and they basically set this company up on the Calvinist dictatorship, which is an ultra-right-wing form of conservatism. Okay? Yes, sir. And, and these people Named came down Cal- here to Atlanta – to a black town, all these all these white folks, and basically dictated everything that was going on. Now, the history of Dick DeVos is interesting. Dick DeVos is married to Eric Prince's sister. Eric Prince is the founder Whoa. of Blackwater International. That okay. Now Z. Exactly. Now Z Corporation. And I got an opportunity to Dubai. sit down. Exactly. And I got an opportunity to sit down and talk to Dick DeVos after I did my research, before he actually came down to see this new company that he purchased. And mm-hmm. I talked to him to the point where he actually had me fired the following week because I knew exactly what he was going to do. Even though I didn't say anything to him specifically about what he was doing, he could just sense that I knew exactly where he was going because I did my research and found out about his connections with Blackwater and the Knights of Malta. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, with, with Barack Obama, I, I, I kind of disagree with what you're saying about him not getting reelected. I, I think that he's going to get reelected because Hillary Clinton is going to be his running mate, and you're exactly right when you say that Hillary Clinton is a Jew. She's actually a twin. Her brother's name is Hugh Rodham, who was convicted mm-hmm. of drug trafficking back in, back in the day. But I think that he's going to get re- from southern, I mean, northern, northern suburbs. Exactly. Now, I think he's going to get reelected. But I think right after he gets reelected, he's going to be assassinated because that's why Michelle Obama had that black and red dress on, which is symbolic of the Black Widow spider. I think they're trying to mm-hmm. set all this up right now. That's just that's just what I see. It's not actual fact. It hadn't played itself out. But I think he's going to get reelected with Hillary Clinton that is, as his running mate. And then at that time, I think they're going to try to plan his assassination. So I just wanted to give that little bit so, of information. So you so you saying he went into office, he took that job knowing that he was going to be assassinated? No, that's not what I'm saying. He did not he did not foresee this happening. But I'm saying symbolically, that's the dress that Michelle Obama had on. If you look back mm-hmm. at the inauguration, that ble- right. that dress is the exact same print of a black widow spider. And she may not even be aware of what's going on, but we all know and understand that there are always forces above them that are actually controlling what's going on. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I, w- I, won't, I won't argue the point. We, we were split hairs on that, and that ain't what's important. The important thing is the people who got the juice. And these are the people You're who exactly got the right. juice. And he thought that he was going to go in there and neutralize them because of his past intelligence connections by way of his mother working for Ford Foundation, which was the CIA front, where they set up the same situation in, um, um, ah, what's the name of the place, uh, uh, with Tim Geithner's father, who ran the Ford Foundation at that time, uh, what's the name, uh, Indonesia. They set up micro-lending in Indonesia where they could go in and make small business loans to the people and basically pull the rug out from under him, just like they did in this country 
just recently with, with the housing debacle. All that was Hey, brother, one, one last thing. Can you take a minute to speak on quantitative easing real quick, just for those that may not be aware of what's going on in the financial markets, and I hang up and listen it's to real the simple. Internet. Thank you. Hotel. Thank you, yes, Carla. Hotel. Hotel. Many years ago, we did a forum called The Federal Reserve and the Death of the Dollar. We did that back in the early 90s, where we dealt with the whole makeup of the Federal Reserve and the various Federal Reserve satellites uh, around the country. You got one right there in Michigan. When I was there, I took pictures of it. It's, got a, it's not even fenced in. I was surprised, okay? But we went there. I think it's right near the, uh, the your baseball field there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, but anyway, quantitative easing is no more than printing up excess money, okay? Uh, and basically it's lowering the value of the dollar. But now there's some corresponding things happening as well, okay? Uh, you're going to have a rise in gasoline prices, and you see that going on now. We told people that was going to happen months ago. And you're going to have a rise in food, a rise in food prices. You see, I know the sisters can relate to that. You see that's going on right now. So we said that the first thing that we should focus on in terms of uh, opening up businesses is open up small business grocery stores, particularly geared towards uh, vegetables uh, from black farmers uh, where we could basically start trucking companies uh, since you can buy trucks dirt cheap now, okay, mm-hmm. uh, where we could ship these, uh, uh, this produce from these black farmers and give them a place where they could basically uh, begin to make money for doing what they already do when they're being shut out the system too, even under Barack Obama. You don't want to give them their money. That's right. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's on us. You cannot trust the last people that trusted this white boy was the indigenous people. When they looked up with all the agreements that they had signed, because whenever the administration changed, the agreements were broken. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening with us right now. When they looked up, they were the, the, those that survived were on reservations. We ain't far from that right now. We ain't far from it. If you look at these fusion centers and even the Anti, I mean, the, um, the ACLU filed a lawsuit about these fusion centers. For those of you who don't know, those are prison camps. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm the most skeptical of persons until I see somebody like the ACLU filing suit to find out just what these things are and who run them. Come to find out they're run by Homeland Security. Okay, and if you look at every time there's a bombing situation, who do they go to get? Michael Chertoff, a Zionist Jew who was the first head of Homeland Security, of which FEMA is incorporated under Homeland Security. It ain't nothing but FEMA and Rex 84 by a different name. It's Rex 84 on steroids. It's what they were talking about doing in the 60s. They manifested in the 90s and the 2000s. That's where we are now. They just changed the name. It's the same program. I'm going to take uh, area code 313-345. What's up, Brother Robert? What's up, Brother? Yes. Thank you very much. You know, uh, you're right. I think – hello? Yeah, Brother Ty, go ahead. I think you're right on top of it. Because if you go back and look at Herzog, the Zionist movement, the Balfour Papers, That's right. uh, Ben-Gurion, 
uh, King David Hotel mm-hmm. and so many others, and you go and you fast forward, like the Rockefeller family owns at one time, probably still does, those thousands of acres of land in Venezuela. They started the whole conglomeration of all of the farming products, corn, wheat, rice. The Vietnam War was about control of the rice market and control of the drug market. That's what it was about. And then back in the 50s, they were doing experimentations on on diet with the Indians that would give them strength but no brain power. That's right. And then when you look at, say, Ford Foundation, that gets essentially the same thing. And look at uh, who financed the Second World War, the bankers, who are the bankers. Look at the House of Rothschild, Crimean War. They don't care who they lend the money to as long as they make money. And after the Second World War, who who set up the same people to cause the Second World War still running Germany? Then you look at… Then you look at, say, Obama coming from – there's an article in the New York Times, I think, the, the year – at the time he ran, they, uh, he, a classmate of his is, uh, was a son of a large real estate tycoon or developer in Chicago. So he told his mm-hmm. dad, we've got we to keep an eye on him and keep in touch with him. So it was a pat hand. And also, I think that there has to be a bit of ego, egotism with him, as smart as he is, and he has to know certain things are going to happen. Perhaps he thought he could he could circumvent that. But the way when the you world grow up is around wrong, white people, yeah, yeah. let me just let me just interrupt for a second, Clyde. If you grow up in an all white environment, what's going to be your acculturation? That wouldn't you speak like white people using exactly. your inflections? Because that's all you know. When you exactly. act like white people, because that's all you've been around. Yes. And, and so many, it's like of us you... have, many of us have encountered black people who were raised among white people, and we see automatically they don't fit in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because their acculturation is different than ours. Unless they want to change. And it's like the exactly. old saying. It's like the old saying, if you want a good sheepdog, let the sheepdog nurse from the sheep. This is true. Let me tell you what happened with this guy. In the early 1990s, uh, Betty Lou Saltzman, who's the daughter of Philip Krusnick, that's the developer you were talking about. Mm, okay. Uh, she she pulled him to the side, introduced him to the white people. Yes. Commissioned David Axelrod. Yes. David Axelrod, who's now his chief advisor. Yeah, I forget all the names. Uh, right, yeah. And his, his, his whole name is David Axelrod Trotsky. Check his family lineage. Speaking uh, of Trotsky. His mother was yeah, related to Trotsky. That, that's the Russian Jewish in South America. You see the content. I mean, Mexico, rather, where he was assassinated. Yes. But go ahead. That's right. But, but here's what they did they commissioned David Axelrod to hire a camera crew to follow Barack Obama around from 1992 up till he became the president because she said, and this even in print, that. He was going to be the first black president. So they went about mm-hmm. their business introducing him to the right Jewish people. Here mm-hmm. in Chicago, he became quickly connected to the University of Chicago, yeah. the Jewish Foundation, the Gamaliel Foundation, and all these foundations who gave him the money to build up his stature. Mm-hmm. They made him. And that's how come when he was elected, all throughout the Jewish community, you start hearing he's the first Jewish president. Mm-hmm. That's his history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, his mother was Jewish, and by definition, if your mother's a Jew, you, you can be Jew. a Jew if you want to be. Yes. 
Well, you see, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're, you're you're putting this information out because it takes a little time if one wants to do it. It's, and this this is uh, it's not it's not easy, but it's like a wool blanket. If you grab the right thread, the whole thing will come apart. It'll unravel. And so, well, let me give you the last little piece of this, Clyde. This this will blow everybody away. What's this is the last little piece of that. Yeah. Philip Klutznik, who was the major Jewish developer in this town, he basically ran all the other Jews, and I used to okay. wonder why. Mm-hmm. He was the head of B'nai B'rith. Oh, now, I'd like right for your now. listeners to go and do a quick search on B'nai B'rith, and what you'll find is it was commissioned and financed by the Rothschilds in the mm-hmm. middle 1800s, I think around 1840, right. something, yeah, 1830. That comes, something. that comes back, right. Okay? And mm-hmm. they basically run all of the other Jewish organizations on the planet. They are the Jewish organization. Philip Putnik was the Grand Master of the Lodge. Mm-hmm. That is the most powerful Masonic Lodge on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. This is what we're dealing with. Well, but see, we have to recognize that. Like the House of Rothschild, they had different, as you well know, family members on every continent. A lot of countries went on these continents where they did their business. And when you look That's at right. our insti- we look at our institutions, uh, such as the NAACP, uh, Spengard, and the other people. And so until we wake up and see and realize how we're, how we're being manipulated. And if the people at the top are the ones that are leading us, they're the ones that are getting all the they're getting the gravy, the cake, the cream, and everything. Now I don't know whether you're familiar with it or not, but but it came out in the Detroit Free Press is where I saw it and heard it on television, where the Detroit chapter that's uh, supposed to be the largest in the country, they uh, were not they were uh, they were not allowed to participate uh, in the national. Uh, Confab because they hadn't paid their dues of forty six thousand dollars or whatever, and plus it further stated where it's true or not I don't I don't know they have a monthly f- a fee of eighty thousand dollars a month to run the local operation here, which I think if my math is cr- if my grade if my grade school math is correctly that's a million six a year. Amazing, which is a lot. Uh, of money. It doesn't surprise me. And they have a lot of volunteer work for their big affairs. And then they have this dinner in town in which they draw two or three thousand uh people every year at a buck fifty a head. So the math tells me that's two to three million dollars low for what they get from that. So but it's uh, it's uh, it but our people need to know this and, and like you're talking about, so many things tie in once you start looking. The plans that you outlined, you mentioned you have mentioned in sixty, which is an acceleration, the groundwork was was laid with a trilateral foreign relations and the rest. Right, but and they couldn't really begin to exert any power and influence. Kennedy called him out relative to the Federal yes, Reserve and, and he got a bullet because of it. And if you yes. look the people who were involved in the murder, one particularly the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald, what was his name? Uh, Ruby. No, no, no. What was no, his no, real no. name? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, real Jack Ruby. His Jack real Ruby. name was Jack Rubenstein. Rubenstein, yeah, the brother had a cleaners here in town, yeah. Yes, he was mm-hmm. part of the Jewish mafia there in New Orleans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the one, so you know they were involved. Yeah. And so their power has grown exponentially since that time. Now and I've also, been heavily involved. I've been heavily involved in metaphysics here lately. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know 19, 1962 I kept coming up in some of the information, 
as a point of reference, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know that in order for them to carry out that murder in 63, they had to have been planted it probably since 62. So I find that quite interesting because metaphysics, I often tell the brothers who, who deal with metaphysics that, yeah, you got to deal with the meta, but the meta is no good without the physical people to carry it out. So the use of magic and many of these things that we see going on in Hollywood right now with people like Dennis, not Dennis Quaid, what's the other brother? Randy, is that his name, Randy Quaid? I'm not sure. Coming out and saying that he's saying the Illuminati is after him. He ran away from Hollywood mm-hmm. and went to Canada with his wife. They were just recently gave news conferences. Mm-hmm. They said that they're responsible. He said there's a, a murder clique in Hollywood, and they've been responsible for killing and drugging up many of the actors who've been dying here all of a sudden here lately in the past few years. Yeah, and those those that survive and, and we think they're prospering, they have compromised themselves beyond humanity. Many of them. Well, you, you dare not do this. You dare not say the Jewish thing, and you dare not say the homosexual thing because they're behind both of them. They're behind this homosexual movement because many of them, that's what they are. They run the pornography thing. They're very degenerate people and claim to be people that were put here by God. Well, why would God put you here to run porn? Well, the main thing is, and one thing I want to thank you for is giving sources. And if we read, there always there are people that that uh, that are a part of it for whatever reason. They write about it, but it does, it's never on headlines. We look at them. If we, by and large, in my opinion is, if you if you read, uh, unless you go back to page thirty-two or thirty-three, or can pick out certain senses in an item, in an article, then all you get are headlines. Now, the guy that you mentioned about the Nazis that came here, I think he was a missile expert. I, mm-hmm. I forget what I forget what missile was in the New York Times either yesterday or today, and he That's they right. found today. they were they were ready to come down on him, so he's supposed to left the country or did something, and like the auto worker and other people that they picked up. Well, they knew they knew that these people were here, and plus South America, you know, through the Vatican passport, etc. And so many things happen, but we are so. Oftentimes, we don't want to. We don't want to take time to go to, to to try to figure out things and think. If it's no more than, uh, why are we always uh, as a people on the bottom of the heap? And like you say, they know more about us than we know about them. Because when black folks were alone, and and it's worn to a cliche, Rosewood and Tulsa, but we never stop and ask how do, how were those people able to do that? What well, was I think then, it, go ahead, brother. What was the then then that allowed it? All we know is what was done. We never stop and ask not why uh, uh, why did they do it, but how did they do it? What's within them that caused them to destroy? And they and it's become more sophisticated today. Well, so, you would think, brother, that that would be a lesson for us to learn that we should never allow another group of people to come in and dictate the direction. That we choose to go in, never ever again. That's their mantra, never no, again. I, I agree. We with you. should adopt that for ourselves because that's what happened in the '60s with not just the civil rights movement, but many of the other parts of the movement, where you had white university students who were predominantly Jewish who came in with the money and dictated where many of those organizations were going. I'm talking about organizations like SNCC and and some of the others. Well, if we get away from this on this material plane to think money's going to solve all of our problems, and as you said, stay out of this construct, I'll change it to say stay out of the system. And, That's right. And, 
and and uh, don't don't allow yourself to 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 get in debt, and learn how to eat get nutritious food, uh, without having without all this junk food. You could run McDonald's and the rest if you eat. If you went to and there's a thousand and one way to cook beans and rice if you want to take time to learn them with the right herbs this and so true. forth. And so these are the things that we must learn. And like you say, with cold weather coming on, and then another thing is, what a cruel hoax. There's no cost of living increase with Social Security because the prices haven't gone up over the last year. But everything else has. But, but go to the service station. Go to the supermarket and see what what, what, is, what is being done. So a cruel hoax. But you get your gas bills. I understand. It's just beginning, and in the, and with the and here and it's in the in the Chicago, the one the windy city, and here we've got people that will be dying because of uh, because of they can't uh, they can't keep their homes uh, uh, heated, and people have died because they come out and cut the gas off. So, but anyway, that be as it may, you, you, we've got to know. It's like if. To me, if you know what the if you know the dangers on the path, you try to avoid them or take another path. But we can't keep listening to the same tired people who are telling us uh, to keep us half asleep and think that somebody. You know, brother, brother Clyde, that's why I come back to what I said uh, a little earlier about the fact that people's DNA is changing, mm-hmm. and medical science is fully aware of this, and so people are going to go to another level here in a minute. They fully understand that. So what are they doing? Their response is to, in fact, create a synthetic version of control. And that's why you see this synthetic control apparatus, particularly aimed at the brain. I don't care if it's predictive uh, analytics or, you know, that's the Department of Pre-Crime, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know. That's, that's going on all over the country now, okay? Right. Just like in Minority Report. Or using holograms, uh, they've run very interesting stories on that. That's the bullshit in the lecture that I didn't get to today. But I'll I'll put that on the record just for about a minute here. This is from the Daily Mail for November 3rd, 2010. Advertisers to use high-tech and anti-piracy cameras to monitor cinema audiences and analyze their emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from uh, technofascismblog.com for... 9-17-2010, uh, DARPA develops helmet of obedience, like the things in one of the Star Trek episodes that they put around their necks. And if you get out of line, you get about 60 votes. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Your children will live to see man merge with machines, but will it save or destroy us? The Daily Mail for October 31st, 2010. Uh, the pill that could prevent your daughter from being gay. Outrageous doctors catch steroids with dramatic side effects. Uh, Mail Online, uh, August 16, 2010. Star Wars 3D holograms close to reality. November 3rd, 2010, the London Telegraph. Shocking new 3D speed bump illusion of girl crossing the road that suddenly appears in front of drivers. September 9th, 2010, Mail Online. Scientists unveil moving 3D holograms. Uh, November the 3rd, 2010, uh, financialtimes.com. Holograms may knock 3D entertainment flat in the future. Uh, USA Today, 11-3-2010. Brother X, Robert X. Yeah, I'm going to bring off. Stop you. Okay, thank you, uh, Clyde. 
I hate to uh, stop you, but we have one minute left, and we're going to have to do a part two. And can you give the people the information where they can contact you? Yeah, I'm going to start a blog talk program sometime in January. Uh, I'll okay. come back and give you the date. Uh, but you can contact me at mccrayr9599 at Yahoo. Uh, I'm on my computer on overtime, so I'm always available to answer any kind of posting that anybody might put up there. Okay, and come back and let us so you can let the people know what day you're going to be on. Will do, sister. Okay. And I really Thank appreciate you, so you Sister Beth. I appreciate you. Thank you. And, and uh, thank you again for listening to uh, the Truth to Power show. Until next Monday, peace and love. by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Vormi's heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico. Great service without all the drama.